Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome here to the Steve Day Show, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I'm Steve Dace. I'm sporting some of our new swag. I, I wish I could remember which member of the audience suggested this. We made a reference a while ago to, you know, our show trying to be a candle in the darkness. And one of you emailed me and said, that'd be a great idea for a logo. We started talking about it. Went to the Blaze. They let us uh, take part in designing it. And so uh, we've got brand new updated logos, and here it is. I mean, this is the over here. This is the uh, the sweatshirt uh, version. Um, if we've got T-shirts, um, the back has a bigger version of the uh, logo here on the front. With uh, truth be told, I mean, I, we all are very impressed with how yeah. they turned out. Very sure. I mean, I mean, the Blaze took our idea, man, and uh, and went beyond our expectations so if you want to get some new steve day show swag uh just go to shop.blazemedia.com shop.blazemedia.com and use the code steve 10 to get 10 percent off code steve 10 to get 10 percent off if you want some of the new steve day show swag i am steve dace of course he is todd erzin he is mac he is aaron mcintyre uh the steve day show is brought to you by our good friends at first cup coffee the patriot coffee company that also makes some absolutely outstanding coffee as well with a flavor for every freedom-loving American and the roast date. It's shipped within days of being roasted, and the roast date is right there on the bag. If you want to take advantage of it, get 10% off at firstcup.com and use the promo code DACE, firstcup.com. Don't just take my word for it. Aaron swears by it, even purchases this out of his own pocket. That's how much he loves it. First cup right now, actually. Right, there yeah. you go. Make sure you use the promo code next time, by the way. Yes. Don't forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, firstcup.com, promo code DACE to save 10% off. And if you subscribe, you get an additional 10% for the life of your subscription. All right, coming up on the show today, uh, we'll begin buy, sell, or hold at the bottom of the hour. Uh, and then next hour, we will be joined by the weekly profit of woe and lamentation. Uh, we are six days away. From the launch of my new book. It is book two in my trilogy on America's Christian heritage, a series of children's books. Why Easter is the new one. Jesus died for us so we can live forever. Why Easter is the new one. Um, if you want to get your copy, you can uh, reserve your copy for pre order right now at Amazon. If you'd like an autographed copy, uh, you can go to premiercollectibles.com slash why Easter. That's premiercollectibles.com slash why Easter. And if you would like, we have a very limited run, only 250 of these. If you would like something personally autographed to somebody, a, a kid, a grandkid, a loved one, We've got 250 of those, a very limited edition uh, that I will personally uh, give the uh, customized message you would like at signedwhyeaster.com. That's signedwhyeaster.com. And pre-sales for this have gone extremely well. So I want to say thank you to all of you for that. And thank you in advance to, to Aaron, who begins the show each day with a rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by misdemeanor domestic journo terrorism, which is apparently what the feds are going to be charging the blazes Steve Baker with this Friday. After years of holding potential charges over his head, Baker said in a thread on X last night, a warrant for his arrest has been signed and he must turn himself over to the feds by 7 a.m. Friday in Dallas, Texas. Charges are still sealed. But as you know, Baker went to the Capitol on January 6th of 2021 to cover those events as an independent journalist. He's been cooperative 
live with federal investigators in the meantime, handing over video footage in the process of his journalistic work. Baker has been covering the aftermath of J6, good, bad, ugly, warts and all. But even that's not acceptable to the feds, as Baker has been advised to show up for his appearance to the feds wearing shorts and sandals, despite the fact investigators have assured his attorneys this is supposed to be an in-and-out affair. Again, the charges Baker is to turn himself in on are unknown, but apparently shooting video of a newsworthy event from three years ago is now considered domestic journo terrorism. In a sane world, Baker should be up for a Pulitzer, but instead, shorts and sandals and a meeting with the FBI are in store come Friday. Please pray for Baker and his attorneys. In other news, apparently a memo went out this week to every violent, criminal, illegal alien to start the purge. This is Santo Felix Cruz Ramos, an illegal from Honduras, who was arrested this week on charges of rape. Charlotte County, Florida authorities classified Cruz Ramos's ethnicity as, quote, white. Another illegal alien from Honduras, Angel Matias Castellanos Orellana, was arrested in Louisiana this week after he attempted, allegedly, to rape a 14-year-old girl. 25-year-old El Salvadoran illegal alien Nilsen Treo Granados was arrested in Maryland this week on charges of murdering a two-year old boy. 22-year-old Venezuelan illegal alien Renzo Mendoza Montes was arrested in Virginia this week after he allegedly sexually assaulted a 14-year-old girl. Meanwhile, in Washington, NBC News reports Mitch McConnell has instructed House Speaker Mike Johnson to abandon border security efforts in favor of a supplemental bill with funding for Ukraine. Here's McConnell yesterday. It's pretty safe to say we all agree with it need to avoid a government shutdown. Joe Biden, your thoughts? What's your 2024 agenda? Because I feel like we live in such crazy times that that is one of the things I feel we hear less about. Look, the 2020 agenda is to finish the job. State news, Tennessee's House of Representatives has passed a bill banning the rainbow flag from public school classrooms. The Senate is expected to vote on the bill soon. In Oklahoma, Governor Kevin Stitt has signed a bill abolishing taxes on groceries in a move that amounts to the largest single tax cut in state history. Donald Trump won the Michigan GOP presidential primary last night by over 40 points. On the other side, more Democrats voted in yesterday's uncontested Democrat primary than Republicans voted in 2020's uncontested GOP primary in the state, for what it's worth. Meanwhile, in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis is taking a victory lap in his now-finished battle and win against Disney. Governor Ron DeSantis signing a bill on Friday dismantling Disney World's self-governing status. What happens to that special district's debt, which is being paid by Disney? Disney. Democratic lawmakers have said that that money would be passed on to taxpayers. On Monday, I asked you to consider how stupid the new Florida law is that repeals Disney's special tax status in the state. I just always beat Mickey Mouse. And I want to send up a camera of the faces of the kids. Welcome back. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis learned an important lesson this week. Don't mess with the mouse. They're suing the state of Florida. They're going to lose that lawsuit. So what I would say is drop the lawsuit. You know, you have the state that even CNBC ranks as number one of all 50 states for economy. Disney was against it. They were wrong. We were right. The federal judge has dismissed Disney's lawsuit against Governor Ron DeSantis. How stupid. The Democratic lawmakers have said that Florida legislature has every right uh, to change special districts. The acts that have been done over the last year, two years, uh, really are about who governs in our society. Is it is it one company gets to call the shots or is it we the people? a local government here with this district that is functioning in ways that are much more transparent, uh, much more accountable, and ultimately much more beneficial to the people uh, who live and work in Central Florida.
guys. This is a good story, a good example of good government. Thank you. And that's what happened while we were away. Team DeSantis took the high road there because there were plenty of people yep. on the so-called right that they could have lit up with that too, including the the last two remaining GOP presidential candidates and all of their supporters, basically. So they, they took the high road there by only swinging left on uh, their detractors, but there were plenty of posers on the right too that they could call scoreboard on. Yes. And they took the high road, so credit to them on that. Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends over at Birch Gold. Um, With all of the upheaval happening right now in an election year, it's not too late to diversify an old IRA, easy for me to say, uh, or your 401k into gold, and Birch Gold Group can help you to do that. As opposed to many other investments, gold tends to thrive in times of uncertainty. It's a part of, uh, an important part of diversifying your savings, and here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket to do so. Just text Steve to 989-898 for the free info kit to get started. Text Steve to 989-898. That's Birch Gold, who has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Countless five-star reviews. Thousands of happy customers. If you want to be the next, text Steve to 989-898 and claim your free info kit to protect your savings with gold today. All right, let's get to uh, the rest of Aaron's montage, shall we? You know, one of the 10 predictions I made uh, for 2024 at the start of the year uh, was a black swan event as a result of what has transpired at our border. We've had about 7.2 million illegals admitted into the country under Biden. That is a larger population than 36 of the 50 states. And if that's not a replacement, then tell me what it is. Okay, fine. It's, it's, it's not a replacement. Great. That's a right-wing conspiracy theory. Fine. Tell me then what it is. What's, your, what's the alternative explanation for allowing a population larger than 36 current U.S. states into the country in just the last three years? What, what's the alternative explanation for that? Because I'm, I'm, exactly, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what it is. But instead of a singular black swan event, are we just going to get like a black swan cavalcade, uh, you know, an, an epi- a black swan epidemic? Yes. That's what it seems like. Because we're certainly getting that right now, for sure. Um, I mean, they've already released uh, illegals who have beaten New York cops on camera in the right. middle of the street and released Can I ask a question to your point? Does anybody really think the forget the what the the kind of corruption we had last time in the election? How are we going to even have an election if they decide to weaponize this level of chaos on that day? There is a segment of our audience that believes there will not be an election. I hear from them all the time. I'm sure none of those 7.2 million illegals that have been brought in just under Biden will attempt to vote. Anyway, um, speaking of nonsensical and stupid things to say, did Mitch McConnell say there we have to keep the U.S. government open to fund the Ukrainian government? Is that basically his position? 
it certainly sounded like that to me. That, and that 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 That's is pretty right, black swanny too, Steve. That that is right up there with we have, we have to suspend free market principles to save the free market. That was uh, some of the parting words of the George W. Bush presidency, as I recall. Two of the absolute dumbest, most not listen. Uh, if you like your current doctor, you can keep it. Was it nonsensical? Just a point blank lie. Okay. A nonsensical is when you are saying something that I think you think is sincerely true. You're just so morally compromised or intellectually um, bereft. You can't tell that what you just did is a form of self-immolation, which is a popular word this week, I see. By the way, can I just say quickly, just as a quick aside, I am pro-demonically possessed and influenced people lighting themselves on fire before they can help to demonically influence other people. I just want to go on the record. Any seconds on that? I have no quarrel. So say we, so say we all? Indeed. Okay, just, just as a quick aside, not, not mentioning that for any story in particular, just a, as a quick aside, a clarification. Sometimes you got to clarify certain points and things come up just organically that you want to address. Like the, dumb, the two dumbest things I've ever heard a politician say in my career. Sometimes we have to suspend free market principles to save the free market. And we have to keep the U.S. government open to fund the Ukrainian government. Both by Republicans, but of course we are voting to save America. Our friend Steve Baker and what is happening to him is... It's just demonic and un-American as hell, man. There's just no other way to describe it. And now you can tell that he's over the target. They want to put him in some kind of cold cell, probably, with the, with the dress down. Just to give some form of punitive punishment, some form of embarrassment, humiliation. That's who these people are. Letting in an invasion. Looking the other way. You know, I'm reminded of the line from uh, the great graphic novel, The Dark Knight Returns. And this was actually uh, quoted in Zack Snyder's movie, Batman versus Superman. When a villain is going to do something terrible to an innocent person. And it keeps telling Batman, don't come any closer to me. I'll do it. I'll do it. And Batman looks at him and says, I know. It takes him out. Okay thought about that when I saw Joe Biden say I don't want to finish the job I know we know we know you do what a hell of a job we're doing here we know you do it's maybe the truest thing you've said your entire presidency I want to finish the job which brings me to my concerns So we didn't get into the South Carolina primary results on Saturday because they weren't really much in doubt and they're not really it's not really a contested state. But I will say uh, getting the most votes of any presidential candidate in the history of the South Carolina primary, as Trump did, is very impressive. And given the depressed based turnout that we have been talking about all over the country that has been um, a bane to Republicans, we, we now should acknowledge I mean, Trump got an incredible base turnout in South Carolina. 
But is that really a state Joe Biden is in danger of winning in 250 some odd days? No. Michigan is one of the must win states. There's a group of them. You've got to win a majority of them. Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, North Carolina. You have to win a majority of those states. There is no path to 270 for any GOP nominee without winning a majority of those states. So the Michigan primary, to me, is much more newsworthy. Because this is a so-called swing state. It's a state Trump won in 2016. Uh, by the narrowest of margins. It's a state that Joe Biden won by, for a Democrat, a narrow margin. He only won it by 2.4 points back in 2020. Not to mention the, the polls. Look at the polls that are currently spreading much hopium. Have Donald Trump performing very well in Michigan. So with you guys' permission, and because I know, unfortunately, there's not a lot of other places that people that really just want to know the reality of what's happening rather than just be, you know, dealt coping mechanisms have to go to get real analysis with you guys' permission. Given Michigan's significance, I'd, I'd like to provide some analysis of that primary last I'm night. I'm begging you to conquer my cynicism, the cynicism that I'm to believe that uh, he's doing really well in the polls in the same state that let Gretchen Whitmer back after not letting them go out and garden so yeah i explode my cynicism steve do with it as you will let's just look at numbers that's what i'm saying just okay. have at me now one of the talking points i saw lee zeldin say this last night and a lot of the trump people are saying well trump got trump himself got more votes last night in michigan than people who voted total in the democratic primary that, that's a that's a fallacy because the Democratic primary doesn't have another candidate with an unsuspended candidacy. Joe Biden is running unopposed. So whenever you run unopposed, you get less of a turnout. You have to compare like things. Well, I mean, you don't have to. I mean, you can just lie. And a lot of people want to be lied to. And a lot of people want to, you know, get paid to lie. And, you know, that's always been true where politics is concerned to some degree. There's more of a market for it now, it seems, than ever before with social media and your ability to monetize your lying immediately. And there's probably more people than ever before that want, in our country anyway, that want to be lied to. We're not going to do that to you here, though. We, you have to compare like things. For example, I could point out that, that Republicans actually had 18% lower turnout in last night's Michigan primary than they had in the 2016 contested primary. But that wouldn't be fair, would it? Because the Michigan primary in 2016 was where, when the race was still very competitive, uh, people like Ted Cruz still had a path to the nomination. Nikki Haley has no path to the nomination. So yes, Trump is technically, he is absolutely uh, being challenged by a legit candidate who, by the way, almost got as many votes last night in Michigan as Ted Cruz got when he finished second to Trump in 2016. I mean, Nikki Haley got about 300,000 votes Trump got, uh, Cruz got about 330,000. So, I mean, I could point out that turnout is down, but that would be an unfair criticism because that race was much more competitive than the race is right now, which drives down turnout. That would make me guilty of the same fallacy that I'm accusing some of the, uh, the, the, the propaganda peddlers of pushing, right? Yes. So I won't do that. We're going to compare like things and be honest with you. All right. Last night in Michigan, or I'm sorry, in, in the 2020 Michigan primary, 683,252 Republicans voted when Trump was unopposed. 
So you got to compare that primary to Biden's when these two guys are running on a poach. That's the like thing, right? Okay. Last night, 761,934 Democrats voted in the 2024 Michigan primary with Biden unopposed. That is a difference of 78,682 votes. Translation, in an uncontested primary, Democrats put up 11.5% higher turnout than Republicans were able to do in a similar environment in 2020. Now, what would Trump have to do on election day this year to overcome an 11.5% turnout disadvantage to Democrats? Nothing. Because it's impossible to be, it can't be done. It would be like asking, what... What would Steve Dace have to do to get Kate Upton to call him back? Nothing. Nothing. It, it's impossible. Might as well, you know, ask me what would happen to get monkeys to fly out of my butt. They're just not happening in this earth. Okay, so there's nothing that can be done. Can't overcome that. Biden was certified. Notice how I define that. I always struggle with how to what terms to use to describe the results of the 2016 or 2020 election. How, can we just use certified? Go with that. Sure. Okay. Uh, Biden was certified the Michigan by 154,188 votes over Trump in 2020. That's a margin of 2.4%. So again, the actual results, there are polls coming out that from mainstream pollsters that show Trump winning Michigan by seven, winning by 10, these results do not line up. The actual results do not line up with the public polling profile. But then you want to look at some other recent data to make sure you're not just falling for your own outlier fallacy, right? The more, the more data you have, more, the more likely accurate your analysis will be. Sometimes there's just, you know, tipping point moments, Malcolm Gladwell, black swan events. Sometimes things just happen. Like James Comey cutting a letter to Congress the week before the election that organically shifts things. And, and you, there's no point in analyzing for those things because those are variables and you have no control over them, right? Okay, so we're looking at controllable metrics. So I went back and looked at the 2022 Michigan gubernatorial race. Now, I predicted that Tudor Dixon was going to beat Gretchen Whitmer in that race. Why did I make that prediction? Because the real clear politics polling average had Gretchen Whitner, Whitmer only up by one point. The final, the final real clear politics polling average only had Gretchen Whitmer winning by one point. And given how pro the, the environment was for Republicans, or at least it was supposed to be, right? Okay. And in any other era, when an incumbent is that weak and the environment is in favor of the other party, you always bet on the, on the, on the other side, right? And so that's what I did. What was the actual result of the 2022 Michigan gubernatorial race? Gretchen Whitmer won by 10.6 points. In other words, her margin of victory in 2022. Now, most of this I have on Twitter. I saved this dot connection just for all y'all. This one I didn't put on Twitter. This is just for you. A live show exclusive. In other words, 
if you connect the dots here, Gretchen Whitmer's turnout victory over Tudor Dixon is almost exactly what the turnout difference was for Joe Biden running unopposed in 2024 last night in Michigan and Donald Trump winning, went running unopposed in 2020. 11.5, 10.6, that's, when you're dealing with millions of people, man, that's, as, that's about as on the nose as you can get, as you can get. So I wasn't even cynical enough is what you're saying. That's Thank exactly you. what I'm saying. So, so here's what all of this means. Because we continually now see this trend where the, when, when it, and we saw this all through 2022, we're seeing it now. We saw it all through last year with these special elections where the polls for the first time in our lifetimes seem to have a systemic Republican bias over and over again. And so that, that leaves us, and by the way, Nikki Haley at this point, is she running for any reason other than a vanity campaign for corporatists or is it just, you know what, I have no shame, I've got no future, I'll just hang out as long as I can, see if any of these legal problems force Trump off the ballot, and if that, on the, on the 5% chance that happens, I'll claim I'm the likely nominee because I'm second with the most delegates. That's probably what's going on here at this point, don't you think? Yeah. One of those two? Maybe a mixture of both? All right. When you compare these polls to the trend lines, the trend lines of the polls to what we're actually seeing in these results, it, it is clear now we are one of two options and maybe a mixture of both. Number one, the polls are some kind of psyop to dull the senses of Republicans. You're good, man. Just wait till election day. Don't put the machinery in place, a turnout operation. Don't do any of that. You're winning. Let the, let the hopium flow. We're not even we're not even hook bloggers and podcasting podcasting. We're just hookers, you know. Just come get your CB. Come come get your uh, cannabis. We'll just let it just let it flow, man. And and we're buying into this to our own detriment. Or the polls earnestly have yet to catch up with the Democrats. We'll call it. Um, turnout operation we'll go with that ballot harvesting whatever you want to call it we'll go with that and if that's the case republicans have done what over the last four years to either challenge it or answer it what have they done nothing close to nothing nothing not nothing where, where'd all the money for stop the steal all, all how many steals were stopped with all the millions that were raised there where'd all that money go anybody know to this day where it went i don't know how many complaints protests Number one thing, if you want to generate engagement on the right, claim or do not claim the 2020 election was stolen. Number one thing, you'll get the most engagement. The most people are fired up about that still than anything else. And yet, what was done over the last four years? Well, Steve, they're cheating. I agree. To a point. In the NBA, is traveling against the rules? Yes. So they stopped calling it, though, when you and I were kids, right? Yeah. And especially on the superstar players. Need an extra step or two. People want the show. Call it fancy names like Euro Step. So yeah. you're like, well, that's yeah, not people, people want the highlight. They don't want the, tra- don't, there's no highlights of refs calling traveling. Plenty of highlights of guys doing Euro Steps or taking extra steps and posterizing fools, right? That's what they want. Okay. So they stop calling it. Now you can go out there and coach your team to strictly adhere to the traveling rules. It is the rule. But if the refs aren't calling it, who's the fool here? 
let's use your sport, baseball. Well, you just described all of college football, too, by the way. Technically, the strike zone goes up to here since Little League, right? Oh, yes, it hasn't changed. In the major leagues, when was the last time they called a strike above the belt line? Yeah, that is not. 1968, when Bob Gibson was still on the mound, was staring people down, and the umps were even afraid of him, okay? So Bob Gibson and Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale got those calls, right? Denny McLean wins 31 games because they're still calling strikes up here at the the peck, all right? Yeah. To That's, your point, you're more right than you know because that has become so effective in changing reality as we know it. Correct. High school baseball has changed so that they'll, you'll get yelled at if you call that strike even Has in anybody high officially changed the definition of the strike zone no. anywhere? No. No. But it's, that's the way it's enforced. And it's an accepted practice. So, I mean, you can go out there and coach your players, swing at the 97-mile-an-hour fastball at the letters because it's technically a strike. And all you're going to do is help the other team strike out totals and get your ass kicked. Or you go by what is the accepted practice and what is enforced. Now, you got to do one or the other. You can't, you can't do none. Okay, so hey, we, that, but this is a higher principle, Steve. It's voting. I, get, I agree. Then you have to challenge the other side's cheating and go after it aggressively. Has that been done? No. What, what also hasn't been done then is, okay, then we've got to come up with our own cheating system because it's not cheating technically anymore. No, in fact, one of the keynote speakers, Mike Lindell at CPAC last weekend, told, told people, don't do that. That's a bridge to, you can't do neither one. You're better off trying both of them, but you at least got to pick one. You at least got to push for enforcement of the rules as they're written, or now you will, you will deploy via the rules as they're enforced. You must do one or the other. Meanwhile, they do both. They have to do the PSYOP to cover up the ballot harvesting, in my estimation. If real polling existed and these races were actually close and it kept going Democrat, people would have questions. They've created a system that we can't fight back against. I want to continue on this in a moment. Remember when businesses just wanted to make a profit while making a great uh, product and supplying a living for their employees? Those were the days. But now, wokeness, ESG, DIE, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Freudian slip, DEI, the cult spirit of the age has conquered a lot of America's best companies. And that's where new founding comes in. It is rallying uh, founders who just want to get back to the original American idea of entrepreneurialism and new founding is investing in these companies through their venture fund. The companies they invest in are defined by one simple question. Does this country, is is this a country we want to live in where this company's, uh, we need the company that this person is trying to build? Just that simple. Does the country you want to live in need the company this person is building? You can join them. Venture investing isn't for everyone, but if you're a serious accredited investor who wants to see a more hopeful future for this country, go to newfounding.com backslash venture fund and apply to be an investor. Again, that's newfounding.com backslash venture fund, and you can join their venture fund today, newfounding.com backslash venture fund. All right, I want to make sure we close the loop on this topic. Whoa, just breaking news one minute ago. Yeah. Mitch McConnell stepping down as Republican leader. Just saw it. Mitch McConnell is dead. Long live Mitch McConnell. I'm sorry, John Thune. 
yeah, will we have a real race here or will we just get yes. Mitch McConnell light? Yes. Yeah. I suspect because most of the Republican senators, I mean, when we did this exercise a month ago with um, uh, oh, the dude from Pennsylvania, I'm thinking of. John Fetterman. Sorry. Oh, and we, we ranked Fetterman the 12th most conservative senator in the in, in the U.S. Senate, right? Yeah. That means who would get the majority of votes for majority leader? Ted Cruz or John Thune, John Cornyn? Right. Of course. Who, Rand Paul or John Thune, John Cornyn? Right? Yeah. So do you think even Marco Rubio, who's kind of the middling between those two camps, think even he could get a majority of votes to be a majority leader? Because I don't. Uh, reality is so bad we couldn't even celebrate him stepping down for one <laughs> second not one second that's truly honest i appreciate that man <laughs> i gotta say i i mean i disdain mitch mcconnell like on a personal level yeah. and have for years just detest him so that is breaking news one day after he said one of the dumbest things i've ever heard we had regard kept our u.s government opened a fund the ukrainian government said this just yesterday all right can we close the loop on this because i know it's the topic many that more of you are fired up about this still than any other topic and i get it man this topic has cost me some serious coin addressing it so do not mistake as i pointed out the other day with true the vote do not mistake me wanting the truth with me meaning that I, I still believe in the truth we're being sold, the untruth we're being sold about that election. I don't like being lied to. I know some of you only like being lied to or don't mind being lied to if it's somebody wearing your uniform. I don't like being lied to, period. I don't like it's gaslighting. I don't like it. Period. I don't care who it's from. So I don't I don't want I want I want Jason Miller to give me some answers as to why he told Congress under oath that we told Trump he lost and we thought he lost. Uh, I want the release the Kraken people to give me some answers. Where where was said Kraken and where's all that money? And I want to I want I still want answers for the chain of custody of these ballots. The explanation for why we had a, a lower rejection rate with the highest volume of mail in absentee ballots in the history of this country. How are those things possible? I just want the truth, man. And I'm not letting anybody lie to me. I don't care what side of the aisle they're on. Don't lie to me. So you've been lied to and so have I. Because there's been more energy exercised over this voter fraud topic the last four years than any other energy on the any other issue on the right. And not a damn substantive thing has truly been done about it. And now we're in this position where we didn't do anything about their ballot harvesting system and we don't have one of our own. And if you think you're going to put something like that in this late and late, I mean, do it's better. Whatever you'd come up with is better than nothing, but you are not. This is a well-oiled machine. Look at the numbers I just shared with you. Gretchen Whitmer outperformed the polls by ex- almost exactly the amount of turnout advantage Joe Biden had in an uncontested primary over Trump's uncontested primary last night. That's not a coincidence. These people got this thing down to a science, baby. They know what they're doing. 
And our answer, which, which seems to be our answer on virtually every other issue, guys, do a podcast, write a book, bitch and moan, scream and yell, and elect a bunch of people that won't do anything and then complain that we elected a bunch of people. All of you, that's why I'm not celebrating Mitch McConnell's news. It's perfect timing. Because, a, because three months from now, we're going to be like, man, John Cornyn sucks. John Thune's the worst. We all celebrated when Kevin McCarthy went down. We got Mike Collins, yeah. who makes Kevin McCarthy look like Ayn Rand. And that, of course, Aaron begs the question, I'm sure these 7.2 million illegals in the country brought in the last three years, I'm sure they won't cast a single ballot here in the fall. Well, I, I, with this as the, the backdrop, we just had that, that pretty young nursing student in Georgia literally had her skull reshaped at the hands of a violent illegal alien. Okay, with that as the backdrop. Then we have oodles more violent, violent criminals being arrested in this country illegally. Murder, alleged murderers, alleged rapes of, of minors. With that as the backdrop, I saw this video the other day. Fox News went to the border and interviewed a bunch of fresh illegals straight off the coyote, fresh off the the coyote, and asked all of them, hey, who do you trust to handle illegal immigration better, Joe Biden or Donald Trump? And they all said Joe Biden. We won't know the answer to this question until November, but I'm starting to wonder... Even if Republicans chose not, even as a monolith, which they've never done on basically any issue except for close to something like Ukraine, things that are deeply unpopular with the average American. Even if Republicans chose as a monolith to shove these to shove immigration down the throats of Americans for the next, what, uh, 10 months or so or uh, eight months or so. Even if they did that. If the American people, and I'm not even talking about the hardened left, if the American people couldn't even be bothered into lazy reactionaryism, I, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure that any Republican could win this cycle. Any Republican. George Washington himself reincarnated, came back as a Republican. I'm not even sure if he could win. And again, that's not a question we'll know the answer to until November. But I'm starting to get word because right now Republicans are trying to reframe, at least in Washington, D.C., they're trying to reframe the focus to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Mitch McConnell, the aforementioned, trying to stiff arm Mike Johnson. Hey, forget about border security. We got to fund Ukraine. So we're in a heap of trouble. Let me quantify your statement for you. There are 26 Republican secretaries of state. Now, Now, why is this position important? Because these people, as we've learned in Maricopa County the last couple of elections, they're like the initial referees on election day. A majority of states, Republicans have a secretary of state advantage of 26 to 22 over Democrats right now. But let me share with you some of the states where Democrats are in office as secretary of state. Remember, I gave you a list of states that a Republican has to win a majority of to win the presidency. Those states were Georgia, North Carolina, uh, Arizona, Nevada, 
Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Have to win a majority of those states. I'm sure it's purely a coincidence, guys. I'm sure it is. But here are some of the states that Democrats have secretaries of state in office. Wisconsin, Michigan, North Carolina, Arizona, and Nevada. This is exactly why I said as many times as I did, arrest Katie Hobbs, because it's not a coincidence. It's probably not. And here's why that matters. We learned this in 2020. The time window you have to challenge election results is, is defined and limited. You therefore cannot just, you cannot just go into a turkey shoot. You, you can't just go in, we're spraying buckshot here. You, you have to go in SEAL, sniper style. Have a very defined target with the hopes that acquiring that target and eliminating it then opens up the field to more targets. You cannot go outside in challenging an election. You actually, you actually have to go inside out. And so we went after these theories on machines and had all these testimonies and we did go after the ballot. We tried everything and got nothing. Nothing. And do you remember those shows? Because I'll never forget them. Remember we sat here all December. I used to sit here in this seat doing this. Hey, clock's ticking here, guys. Begging. We're moving. Literally They're going to certify this election here in the first week of December. What are we doing? Okay. I mean, the, this, these testimonies yeah. with Rudy and... I uh, like Kraken. Show me a Kraken. Yeah, show. I mean, these are very compelling. Great. But we got to move. Move. Move on stuff that we can move on. Remember Ted Cruz, my old boss, told the Trump White House he'd represent them to the Supreme Court on the chain of custody issue? We never saw that, though, did we? No, we saw, remember, um, Rudy Gianni hosting his podcast and selling fine cigars? Mm. Yeah, we, we saw that. Yeah, we saw that. Still don't know where all the stop to steal money went. Yeah. So we saw that. Then we saw things like January 6th, and now we're seeing things like friends of mine like Siaka Massacoy and Steve Baker, that there's no video of them doing anything violent or anything, you know, essentially having their entire lives disrupted by the regime. We're seeing that. If the Secretary of State is the initial referee, do you guys think there's any critical mass of illegals voting in North Carolina, Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, or Michigan, where the Democrat Secretary of State in those states is going to say, all right, hey, time out here. Something smells rotten in the state of Denmark. We got to check this thing out. Not a chance. Probably not a chance. Not like, a chance. Like, like, like if an illegal alien walked into a Wayne County, Michigan polling booth, filmed himself, identified himself, I'm here in the country illegally, just came over here, I'm a drug mule. I just came over the border last week. And I'm here to I'm just here to vote for Joe Biden. I've no social here's where I live. Did it all. And then we, and then filmed himself casting a ballot and put it up on on YouTube. Of course YouTube would take it down. Um but it but 
Twitter then, maybe Elon leaves it up for at least an hour. Do you think the Michigan Secretary of State's office calls? No. No, I don't. I don't either. Nope. The sanctuary. What, 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 what if a thousand people, illegals in Michigan, nope. did this? Do you think nope. the secretary? No, I don't either. I don't. The sanctuary. City what if ten thousand uh, called? No, we're doing no. the opposite of Abraham now in Sodom and We're doing the opposite. <laughs> what if fifty thousand illegals did this, and they all filmed it to rub our noses in it? Do you think the Secretary of State in Michigan would make one phone call or commit to one action to investigate such activity? No. No. They're tired of hiding. They want you to know. That's exactly The right. sanctuary city mayor of Athens, Georgia, when asked in his press conference today about the illegal alien who murdered the nursing student, he turned that thing. He was getting booed. He still turned it around and blamed Trump. So here's our choices to go back now to the beginning of this discussion. The choice is we either have to say no we want these laws enforced and we will create an actual movement around demanding that and start asking questions of your candidates. Where did all the stop the steal money go? Who's this we you speak of? By exactly. The way? Where, where is it at? And could we have spent it to maybe t win the secretary of state's elections in Michigan, Arizona, Nevada, North Carolina, and, and Wisconsin? That's one choice. The other choice is we'll just have to come up with our own ballot harvesting operation. And I guess, you know, I guess if Magic is going to travel, Larry Bird's going to start traveling too. And I guess if Magic and Bird both travel, Michael Jordan's going to start traveling too. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Those are your options. There is no middle option, which I know is the, that's the one we're going to take though. I know. Not my first rodeo around here. Been, been at this for a bit. We'll take the middling option of bitching and moaning and complaining about it and losing our bowel, emptying, secreting our bowels, losing our turds over it. Make people a crap ton of money for doing the same. And then just keep getting our asses kicked by this. Nailed it. That's probably the option we're going to choose. Because I've just, I've seen this before, and that's, that's the option we have chosen on virtually every issue in my time in this industry movement, whatever the hell this is. But I can't help myself. If I see that there is another option, I just feel compelled to say something about it. And there is. But the results in Michigan that are happening right now do not align with the glorious, look at the polls! They instead align with, look at the results! I hope we're sitting here in 250 days and you guys are sending me all this stuff from the grift core. You're the one that was wrong, Dace. They had it right all along. I mean, I hope you're right. Because if you're wrong, people like my buddy Steve Baker is probably going to prison. Or my buddy Siaka Masakoy might be going to prison. I hope you're right. Put a hell of a lot of gamble on. Just let the other side have whatever turnout operation they want and do nothing to stop it or, or answer it. That's a hell of a gamble in any, in any contested event. Your daughter is a world-class athlete. She tripped and fell and never got her timing back. What if all the other, what if, what if her, the, her primary competition was allowed one free trip and that forced the race to stop so that that person could then go to the spot where they were left off? Would they have a higher likelihood of winning? Hmm. Yeah. 
That's a hell of a option to do. Maybe you can win letting the other side do whatever they want to score points. Maybe you're just that damn good. I hope you are. Because there's a lot riding on the fact that you better be. Buy, sell, or hold is next. Two here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, all of you. And you can let us know what you think about what we think via the SteveDace.com inbox by emailing us, Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, me, we, and Gab. Follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Gitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you're a podcast listener, please, if you have yet to do so, leave us a five-star review. Uh, you can also... Uh, hit subscribe or if you're on iTunes, follow. And that way, every time we do a new episode, it'll show up in your feed every single time. And we want to thank each and every one of you who have done those things. We need to issue a, a quick clarification on the breaking news we had last hour. Mitch McConnell is, Ditch has, has seen his last glitch. He is resigning. However, he has one more election to screw us. He's not leaving until November. All right, so... To the last, like Khan to Kirk as the Genesis device is going off from hell's heart. I stab thee. That's essentially what uh, what uh, old Ditch is doing here. He's going to ride the storm out here. He's got one when more. When does his term end? Never. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one more shank. All right. So we're in the prison yard. And we're buttercup. And McConnell is Sillinger there in Oz to stick the not the neo Nazis on us, you know, or at a BC if you want to be more diverse. Twenty twenty seven. And uh, he's gonna we're gonna get shanked out in the yard. He's got one more one more assault planned for us. So no, we we can't even enjoy this. We can't even less than I thought. <laughs> Over under the Vegas odds just came out. Um, we're going over under 1.5 glitches between now and November. <laughs> I'm going over. way over. Yeah, way over. Way. Uh, let's get to buy seller hold. Brought to you by Jace Medical. Uh, do you remember a time when medications didn't get rationed in the U.S.? I mean, that used to be something that happened in other countries, but not here. But unfortunately, things just aren't that way anymore. That's one reason why you want to make sure you got the Jace case on hand. It's a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics, which treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. It's also customizable with dozens of add-on medications available, so you can choose the one that fits you and your family's needs. They even have ivermectin as an option. By the way, uh, you can also use gift cards to get one for uh, family members, loved ones, so that they can get a customized Jace case and the peace of mind that goes with it as well. The Jace case 
so that you're not just hoping you have access to the medication you need in an emergency, but you actually do. Go to jacemedical.com, enter the code DACE at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code D-E-A-C-E. DACE is the promo code at Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Promo code DACE at jacemedical.com. Here's how buy, sell, or hold works. Aaron has submissions from you in the audience, Todd, you and I are going to decide on each one. Are we buying it? Are we selling it? We'll get through as many of these as we can. Uh, the ones we run at a time before we get to, we will deal with in the overtime today for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace. If at any point in time you try to attempt to use a hold for whatever reason, you have clearly violated the dude code, you have embarrassed yourself, shamed yourself, really. You have punked out. And your penalty will be, you'll have to figure out what it what it is that Lindsey Graham does to keep Mitch McConnell up and alert down the stretch of his last run here as Senate Majority Leader? I don't know. There are certain answers to that I'm curious about. Others, not so much, but... Well, let's find out. Okay. Aaron, fire away. All right. Guess how many submissions we have this week that I took. I don't even try to come up with a number. I just go through all of them. Hey, if that looks good, that looks good. I just take it. We have 45. 45. I'm not sure. I'm not sure we'll get through all of them, but we will begin with Evangelical Dark Web. Buy, sell, or hold. This quote from Season 4, Episode 5 of The Chosen is trash theology. Quote, Cypress, oak, sycamore, these obey the master's hands, but human hearts, that's another story. I mean, I'd want to see it in context, but... I'd say sell. I, I maybe I'm dumb, but is 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 this just essentially just a statement that says the thing the things of the natural world that do not have souls corrupted by sin follow what God says, and the things of this world that have souls corrupted by sin do not. See, that's what I, I was yeah. wanting to know, what the context is. Because on the one hand, I, that's how I originally took it. On the other hand, I thought maybe this is a, um, a kind of a subversive or um, lazy way of saying that all things, like the human heart is not, not under God's omniscience or um, all-powerful nature. That, that's maybe, yeah. I think, what the concern is here. I just I, Isaiah I, one, you know, I always quote, um, "Where would you yet be struck?" But also in Isaiah one, uh, you know, even an ox knows its owner. You know, to me, that's the vibe I got from this. Like these. It, yeah, I would like to know the context yeah. of this. I think I think this is trying too hard. I've never gotten past season one of The Chosen. I loved season one. I get an email once a week. You know, there's a, a movement sprouting up that that The Chosen is heretical now. I, I maybe it is. I don't know. I have no idea. But I've got that. I, I, the last thing I need is another conflict, so I may never get past season one of The Chosen now, just so I don't have to wade into this, because I've got a million other things I'd rather argue about. But I don't understand this. I don't. I mean, the human heart is under God, God's omniscience. People sin. People disobey. None would choose Him. Um, the heart is wicked above all things. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I really don't understand why that is trash theology. I, I I'm not saying it's wrong. I, I would need someone to explain yeah. that to me. So I will sell. Next, we go to Tyler Motes, who says Trump will no longer own Trump Tower by end of the year. 
sell. I, I think that um, he could have liquidated things to pay off some of these things already and is avoiding doing so for two reasons. It's his personal empire. And number two, the headlines that would come of it would be in te- would be terrible and make him look weak. So as long as people are willing to donate money to pay his debts for him, he's not liquidating anything. So I will sell. Mm, I'll buy. Plus, I think the appeal process is going to allow on that civil forfeiture case or whatever you want, however you want to call that now. Um, I think that's going to last beyond this year. So that's another reason why I'll sell. Next, Aaron Reale says the right doesn't just have a grifter problem. It has an anyone who disagrees with me is a grifter. Oh, gosh, problem. this is so yeah. very true. Sure. This is so very true. I mean, I, I, I saw um, one of my friends mentioned the uh, I mentioned yesterday uh, the, that James Lindsay took issue with my Blaze column, and someone sent me his tweet about it, and uh, I clicked on it to read the full tweet in context. And as I got down to the bottom of his tweet, you guys know I try to avoid as often as possible reading replies. I will look at my mentions because those are somewhat curated, you know, um, but but. The replies are often in the comment sections of most things are where truth goes to die a lot, you know, not to mention my sanity. So I ignore them. But as I scroll down to the bottom of James tweet, I saw the very first reply accused me of being a uh, another conic grifter um, it, who doesn't see the forest through the trees. That's me. Mr. Conic. I'm on every Conic speaker bureau circuit. I get on every Conic show. That's me, guys. Well, I'm, when I, I'm when the most I'm, not. That would make me the the most underpaid yeah. member of Con Inc. By the way, I'm the lowest paid member of it, but that's me. Yeah, but you. I mean, bet. I know maybe the camera didn't see it, but when I told you Ditch was retiring, I saw the single tear go down your <laughs> eye. I mean, I, <laughs> but yes, this idea that there's no possible way you would disagree with me without being a grifter—that is also an issue. I agree. Next up, John Baxter says the next Steve Day show swag needs to be Todd's face with a T-shirt with the phrase uh, on a T-shirt with the phrase. Uh, what did you do, Deborah? <laughs> That's great. See that? I appreciate it, but that that needs context. We don't just roll that out willy nilly. With me, just anybody walking around on a wouldn't shirt, get it. I think you need context. Yeah, for that. but that also is kind of like well, it's not for you to know. It's for the people that need okay, to know. Fair that. enough. I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, now Todd did ask me if we could um, market beds of nails with the logo. You're too comfortable. No, oh, yeah. Over at the Blaze shop, I, I couldn't. I couldn't get Gaston to sign off on that over at the Blaze, though. We weren't gonna do a bed of nails. Next, we go to Pale Stale Mail, who says, Lack of accountability is what leads to our comfortability. We, the people, elevated other people to positions of authority and never held them accountable, made them uncomfortable. They then realized this and made us comfortable to ensure we never would hold them accountable. This goes from pastors to politicians. That is, that yeah. is the feedback loop in the culture right now, particularly yeah. on our side. You are completely correct about that. This idea that... Well, this stuff, I, I, this stuff has to just get done. People have to stop allowing elections to cheat. People have to stop allowing gay porn to get into schools. Who would those people be? Well, the people I voted for. Okay. What if they don't? Well, I guess I'll just vote for them again until they do. I mean, that's kind of been our yeah. answer. That's why when you ask me, when's Mitch McConnell's term end? Never. He's a hydra. He'll just be replaced by Thune, Corn, whoever, Cornyn, whoever comes next. And you'll accept it? Yeah. Because, you know, we have to beat the Democrats. Next, we go to Gumpster, Mount Rushmore of overrated classic rock bands. U2, Pink Floyd, The oh Beatles, The Rolling this Stones. Is, this is trying way too hard. Gumpster. Come on, man. Come, Come on. on. Come on. 
weaknesses. If if one of those, even if it was the Beatles, okay, you could say yeah, the Beatles are great, but they're not great, great. Okay, fine, but you could, that list is no. You can't have four exceptions. A yeah. band that, you, the band that had twenty number one songs in six years, overrated. Come on, man. Come on. I mean, this. Come on. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean. Ask the next one. Aaron, what, what, Steve's why, starting to glitch on that one. Yes, I am. This is. <laughs> why would anybody think this is the show to go to to show just how hipster obnoxious I am? That's. So you would respond by talking about it for 15 minutes because you take great umbrage. That's yes. why. <laughs> well, then it worked. And you're brilliant. My bad. <laughs> I stepped right on that rake. Let's move on. Oh, he's okay. pending that one. Steve is going to flip. <laughs> and he did. Well, honey, check this out. It worked. I told you he'd, I told you he'd fall for it. You got me. Yeah, you're right. Alex Pfeiffer says Steve would rather eat three-day-old leftovers than find a rat in his kitchen. Preach. That's one of the truest submissions we have wow. ever had. Hmm, yes, that's deep. Yeah, that's... I, I will take the leftovers over the scurrying um, uh, rodent. Scurrying rodents, uh, I cannot do, uh, and and rotten food is the other thing I cannot do. But I would take my chances on the three day left. Now, if we got past three days, we can. If you, t- if you would have said seven or eight days, I mean, I mean, at that point, I probably just glitch myself and shut down. I. I I, burn it down. Burn yeah, it all down. Yeah, just burn it all down and, and you know, uh, death, death, dead. I light myself on fire like Aaron Bushnell, okay, in protest of your of your submission, all right? But three days, I'll take my chances. Yeah, you bet. Next up, we go to Uncommon Sense, who says... <laughs> you would have been something on the Mayflower coming over, because... <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> nice. Does the Mayfla- Mayflower have direct TV? <laughs> Uncommon Sense says the Johnson & Johnson vaccine was removed from use, not because it was less safe than the others, but because it created a different control group. I agree with your overall sentiment, so I will buy. I mean, the, 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 the Johnson & Johnson wasn't using the spiked protein uh, lipid nanoparticle delivered mRNA that the other ones were. And that is the technology that pharma is now banking much of its future on. And therefore the government is. And so that's why there's a different standard for that one than for Johnson and Johnson. Plus the, the owner of Johnson and Johnson is a friend, personal friend of Donald Trump's. So you can say, so it it was, it was safe for them to, to punch him in the balls. Yes. Okay, just to score an extra political point or two at the same time. Yes. There's multiple reasons for this, but I believe yours is safely one of them, so I'll buy. JP has the top four actor voices. Number four, Jack Nicholson. Yes. Number three, Christopher Walken. Oh, yes. Number two, Sam Elliott. Yes. Number one, Clint Eastwood. Those are four great... A lot of people would say, hey, where's Brando or De Niro? But you'd have a difficult time taking one of those four off. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would probably find a place Vader. for Brent. So you're talking about James Earl yeah. Jones? Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Man, when they, they started doing this thing at Michigan in 2016, where they changed the opening video that the team comes out to, and it's James Earl Jones, is a University of Michigan alum. This is the University of Michigan. And, and he just goes through this, like, hype thing for, like, a minute. And, dude, that thing with that voice. Oh, yeah. And then right at, right at the end, right at the end is when the band kicks in the victors and the team comes out of the tunnel, makes their in the back of your neck stand up, man. 
Yeah, but that's a pretty good list. If if I would I would think you got to find a place for a Brando, a De Niro, or a James Earl Jones. But I don't know which of those four I'd take off. They're great choices. Next, we go to this from Clan McLeod, who says the Steve Day Show is making a difference, one beta male hobby at a time. And it's this meme of this bar with the sign that says lightsaber night canceled. Thanks a lot, Todd. <laughs> is this real? I love this meme, but is this sign real? Did this really happen? I looked it up. Yeah, I, I believe it's real, but it's from years ago and is has it? nothing, okay. uh, clearly nothing to do with us. That's I love that you looked that up. Todd. I did too. <laughs> that's where I, I need to know if even the compliments of me are real. I need to look this up. Yes. I don't even want, I don't, I don't even want to receive fake compliments. The compliment itself must be real. Yes. I like it. Next defensive mindset training has the top five movie musical scores. Number five, Braveheart. Four, The Dark Knight. Three, Star Wars. Two, Saving Private Ryan. And one, Schindler's List. I have to sell because yeah. you are missing two of arguably the greatest of all time. Lord of the Rings. Uh, well, I was going to say that's another good one, but I was going to say Indiana Jones or Raiders oh, of the Lost Ark yeah. and Superman the Motion Picture has to be on the list. Has to be. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark has to be on the list. I'm okay if you want to put, you know, um, Lord of the Rings on there too. But those two, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Superman, the motion picture, have to be on the list. I, I disagree. I disagree with the Batman thing. It's it's a good score. It's a good score, but it's not, there's no like melody that's really, that really sticks with you at the end of the day. Right. And well, it's a great movie and maybe I can't hum it because I think I've only seen it twice and you know it's hard it's a hard rewatch obviously but putting number one as schindler's list like i can't you should be able to instantly recall the music i can't recall Schindler. I can. it, it might be great can i've you? never seen it and i can recall the music okay yeah. uh do you do you have you guys ever seen that video of ben shapiro being introduced by larry king at some function out in new york and ben shapiro plays the theme to schindler's list in front of this audience he's like 10 or 11 years old no. have you guys ever seen that video no, no. like yeah. he plays it himself yeah no wow i knew he's good at violin but yeah, yeah. and his, he was very good very good i do know my son saw uh, ben's rap video that was trending on uh, mm -hmm. itunes a month or so ago and he went out and somehow got a copy. I have no idea how Noah got a copy of this. He got a copy of my sophomore year high school yearbook photo. I saw that. And, and he turned it into a meme with the explicit lyrics parental advisory tag on it. Okay. And, and it's called Big Dece Energy is what it's called. I, I saw that. But no, I had no idea that Ben played mm, that at 11 years old. Look at Noah old. pushing the line right there. He's just feeling things out. Like what and kind I'm, of shot can dad take? And I'm proud of that. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the thing when you're raising boys. He's at the age now. I want him pushing the envelope. All right? There just, there needs to be a certain respect where if a certain look is given, got to back off. But up until that moment, absolutely take the initiative and push things as far as you can. That's the, I'm trying to instill that masculine instinct. And, 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 and he, you're better off risking going too far than not far enough. That's the guy you want your wives, your daughters to marry, is that guy. That risk going too far rather than far enough, where that stuff's concerned. Next up, we go to Nathan Kengel. Todd's top ice cream flavors. Number one, people are the problem, peppermint mocha. <laughs> Number two, progressivism is cancer, peanut butter crunch. 
Number three, magical power of vaccines, marshmallow fluff. Nice. And nice. number four, just vinegar. Just vinegar. We're missing all kinds of marketing opportunities, clearly. Just I'm, vinegar. I th- I'm going to buy on just number four alone. Number four. <laughs> all these, like, fantastical flavors. Number four, vinegar. That's I love way it. cooler than Ben and Jerry's, what we could be doing. We, I mean, what is it? We would do the Garbage Pail Kids version of Ben and Jerry's. Remember that? Do you remember Garbage Pail Kids? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, I do. You bet. Next week. Those communists can make some ice cream, though, man. They I'm can. not saying the ice cream is bad, but it's you know, way overpriced all, yeah. and, you know, they're anti Semitic demons, but they do make some hella ice cream. Yeah, I'll give them credit for that. Let's not get you talking about your, like, blueberry ribbon ice cream. I entered that in for years. I don't think yeah. they even have that contest anymore, but I never got, I never won. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Aaron. Next, Tom Deerling says, Mount Rushmore of songs celebrating small town life. Small town, Saturday night. Hal Ketchum. Underrated country tune. That's a good poll. I like that. Yeah. Small town by John Mellican. Well, I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's one yeah. of his magnum All opuses. Timer. Fishing yeah. in the Dark by Nitty Gritty yep. Dirt that's Band. That's another nice poll, dude. Well done. Yeah. And, and Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen. I think that's his that's most good, underrated song. Good man. Mount Rushmore. Fantastic. That's a good list, brother. Remember the video with him throwing the baseball yeah. against the piece of wood and it's just thunk. Thunk. And he yeah. talks to the he talks to the kid because he's a yeah. major league pitcher. Yeah, yeah. It was was it Kurt Gibson? Gibson got me bottom of the ninth. Was it Kurt oh, Gibson? He, he I says don't at the end, that. who's wow. the player? He says got he was uh, you know how to go for you today. Uh, Kurt yeah. Gibson. I think he says Kurt Gibson got me bottom of the ninth. I think I could be wrong, but yeah, okay. I haven't seen that video in many years. But I love that song. I love all four of those songs. That's a that's a good list. I like it. Uh, we've gotten some instantaneous feedback on the uh, list of top musical scores. Uh, Last of the Mohicans, Putin on a Ritz says. Uh, Rob Wade, hashtag authentic, says, how did the score from John Carter not make the list? I don't know what that movie is. John Carter is a a movie Disney tried to turn this into a franchise about 10 years ago, I think. Some very popular books called John Carter of Mars. Oh, yes. And the movie's actually not that bad. It just didn't. They wanted to make a franchise out of it and didn't go anywhere. The movie's not that bad. But none of the Raiders of the Lost Ark and Superman, the motion picture have to be on any list of the greatest musical scores ever have to be. Junior Burdick says, no employer should be exempt from E-Verify, including agribusiness and farmers. I will buy. I agree. Okay. Next up, we go to No Goat 2020 says, uh, Inside Out is by far the best Pixar movie. It's a great movie. It is a great movie, but we're saying overall the Toy Stories. um, I'm going to sell. Yeah, I don't say. Because we also have. um, Oh, man, I'm drawing a blank right now. Grumpy dude, wife dies. Yeah, up. up. Yeah, up. Uh, up Finding is, Nemo. Up is up might be their greatest movie, in my yeah. opinion. That's a that's an incredible movie. Next up, we go to Jamie Burwell. Top five movie trios. Number five, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Number four, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. Number three, Harry, Ron, and Hermione. Two, Luke, Leia, Han Solo. One, Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man. Honor, honorable mention goes to Shrek, Donkey, and Puss in Boots. That's not um, bad. Okay. I mean, where, where, what about Vito, Michael, and Tom Hayden? Should that, should that be on a list somewhere? Those three? I won't argue. Okay. But that's not a bad list. Yeah. Yeah, I'll buy. I have no idea what prompted that. It's very random. But This okay. entire segment is random, okay. including this from Tyler Morgan, Aaron Bushnell's playlist. Oh, no. Oh, no. Are we allowed to do this? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Aaron's like, hey, man. I signed the back of the check. Don't ask me. Um, you ready? Billy Joel, we didn't start the fire. <laughs> oh, no. Alicia Keys, this girl is on fire. Oh, my. 
Is that enough? You know what? No. Dragon I'm, I'm Force, Through the Fire and Flames, Metallica, Moth into the Flames, Elvis, Burn in Love. Burn in Love. Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire. Ring of oh The my. Doors, Light My Fire. Oh my God. Jerry Lee Lewis, Great Balls of Fire. Oh, Metallica, really like Fight Fire with Fire. Jody Messina, Burn, I've never heard that. Pitball, Fireball. Five Finger Death Punch, Burn MF Down. <laughs> or Burn MF Burn. And Parker McCollum, Burn It Down. Yeah. Get the point. Got the point. We got the point. That that sounds like the playlist of another Tyler in a movie I saw in the mid '90s. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk mm. about Fight Club. But I, I had I had a buddy of mine. I didn't share this with you guys. I should share it now. I probably shouldn't, but I'm going to. Let me show this to you. Let me call this up. All right. I had a buddy of mine send this to me. Can you guys see this? Yeah. People Magazine. Hottest Man Alive. Oh, Oh, no. Aaron Bushnell on the cover. Again, my official position, just to state for the record, randomly, not applying it specifically to anybody. As a a general rule, I'm in favor of people who are demonically possessed and spreading the doctrines of demons, lighting themselves on fire before they can infest more people with the doctrines of demons. I am in favor of that. I'll approve. Next, we go to John Evan Coe, who, thank you, John. Uh, Steve might fire me after taking your submission. John Evan Coe says, Steve would rather write O-H-I-O than Lindsey Graham is my homeboy on a personal inscription for his new book. Oh, that's a given. Absolutely. I would rather, I, dude, I would dot the I, okay, before I did that. By the way, Ohio State and I are getting along great right now. I've got no issues. We're doing from my perspective, our relationship crazy. has never been better. I'm in a, Ohio State and I are in a, we're in a good place. We're in a healthy relationship right now. No, you're not. We're really good. There's I mean, I'm in, I'm in, com- I am in complete control. They are humiliated, and you know, um, an understanding has been restored. I'm good. You know, so I'm I'm fine writing Ohio and whatever you want to write Ohio on. I'm good with it. Next, we got the humble bumble who says mustard is the most consistent condiment. Agreed. Flavor, consistency, and appearance. Agreed. I completely I like mustard, agree. So yeah, I, no, I, no I think that's a good call. In the end, you can't... Re- I, I, I like different kinds of spices and stuff, but is there anything still better than just good old-fashioned black pepper, good old-fashioned oregano, good old-fashioned basil? Sure. You know? I mean, I, 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 I can, you know, sample numerous different barbecue sauces, but nothing beats just good old yellow mustard on a hot dog. Agreed. Next up, we go to Rolling 20. We're going to do a buy, sell, hold, wholesale on this list of the top 10 hymns that are not a part of a particular holiday. All right, so buy it all. Yep. Okay. 10, Revive Us Again. 9, Blessed Assurance. 8, Rock of Ages. 7, Amazing Grace. 6, Great is Thy Faithfulness. 5, A Mighty Fortress is Our God. 4, Crown Him with Many Crowns. 3, It Is Well With My Soul. 2, How Great Thou Art. And 1, Old Rugged Cross. I'm sure there's something that's forgotten there, but man, that's a pretty good list. I agree. Todd, you'd hold so heard of mo- most of those, correct? I would hold from them? No, you've heard of them. Oh, yes, of yes, I've heard most of them, yeah. Okay, so we're both buying? Yeah, yeah. buying. Okay. Uh, I would buy, yeah. That's a pretty good list. Next, we go to Blake. Steve's quip last week of, quote, I don't see Ron DeSantis castrating himself so that only one guy is putting his seed in the harem, end quote, is more Bible than what 90% of people heard in church this last Sunday. Probably true, unfortunately. Yeah, bye. That's probably true, yeah. James Swick has this. Aaron's Smoked Meats swag would be the Blaze's top-selling merchandise. 
got a lot of these types of you, submissions. You know, what's funny is I had several well-meaning people who really would like this as a show who heard our on t- onboard real-time difficulty of coming up with what to call this that would not be an unintentional, you know, uh, smut, double, smutty double, double entendre. And I had several people email me options that they did not think would meet it. And they they also would not work. So, <laughs> or again, maybe they're trolling me and I didn't get it. I couldn't tell which is which. You know, maybe it's a little bit of both. Yeah, but but uh, you know, it's it's hard to come up with something. You know, I mean that, that I thought, doesn't that doesn't open the door for other conversations we frankly don't want to have. I thought you know there's really a limited amount of episodes that you could produce on something like this. That's actually not true. I was looking through the the cookbook that came with my mm-hmm. new smoker. Smoked cheesecakes, smoked cocktails, smoked all sorts of cheeses. You know, there's there's a lot of content to be uh, tapped there. Does any Blay show have more unrealized merchandise potential than this one? I don't know. And since we brought it up, let's remind people that we got a brand new cooking show right here on the Blaze, Cooking with the Robertsons. That's available right now. Can we just do Cooking with Aaron then? But no, because that's already taken. All right, so cooking with the Robertsons, um, grab yourself a plate, pull up a chair. Don't forget to say grace before you dig in. It's with the Robertsons, by the way. Uh, This show is only available if you have a subscription to Blaze TV. So if you don't have one yet, head over to blazetv.com. Use the code Robertson, Robertson30, code Robertson30 to get $30 off your very first year. Uh, but hurry, because this code won't last for long. That's blazetv.com, code Robertson30 to get $30 off your subscription. So you can start streaming Cooking with the Robertsons today. Uh, Phil, Jace, Al, and others showing off their favorite recipes, cooking up delicious food, and, you know, dropping some uh, biblical pearls of wisdom at the same time. Here's an idea. And I'm actually a quarter of the way serious with this. You know how you tried to pattern the show after Dan Patrick's show? You mean just a couple of guys hanging around and ch- chit-chatting? You know what they also have on Fridays? Now, I haven't listened to the show. I don't know if they still do this. They have a particular grill brand that they advertise, and they actually bring a grill into the parking lot, and they have Meat Fridays. Okay, yeah, that could be done. And we all, I, I make something. I, I yep. prepare something the, the previous day. We eat it after the show. How about that? Just stay completely away from your name an association with meats and meats and and, and smoking things. Yeah. yeah, I like it. That could be done. Sure. I'm hungry. Daniel's next. All right, back here on the Steve Day Show, brought to you by realestateagentsitrust.com. It's coming, folks. We've been forecasting it since the beginning of the year, and you're already seeing an uptick now in uh, home sales for the first time in quite a while. There's just, even if there isn't, and I do think they'll have at least some interest rate cut this year, but even if it's not anywhere close to getting us back to where mortgage rates were before Biden took over, there's just simply too much inventory that people are sitting on. You've done the whole, let me take out a, there's no point in taking out another HELOC. You already put the roof and everything on your house, and that HELOC comes with the same exorbitant interest rates. There's just too much, there's just too much inventory. It's going to move. And that's why if you're going to be a part of that move, 
Make sure you don't make a move without a real estate agent that you can trust, and you'll find one at the name where the name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com, a company formed by Glenn Beck and his associates because they got tired of dealing with agents. They found out the hard way they couldn't trust. A lot of these agents are from right here in this audience. So you know you share a common value system with them. They're top sellers, the best in their area, know the lay of the land. Whether it, whether it is, hey, I want to move to the next house in my own neighborhood, or I've got to move to a whole new hood, they can help you get to where you want to go. All right. Realestateagentsitrust.com is where you want to go to find one of these agents. Realestateagentsitrust.com. And let's welcome in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz. It is good to see you, my friend. And um, I, I shared with you this morning some of the stuff from the Michigan primary that uh, I dug up last night. Um, and, you know, one dot that I connected, I, I saved for the show that I did not share with you guys or put on our social media feed this morning is if you look at the margin of victory that Gretchen Whitmer had when she overperformed the, uh, the polling in 2022, again, the, the final final real clear politics polling average in 2022 had Whitmer only up by one point. She won on election night by 10.6 points. If you look at that, that's almost exactly the same margin of difference in turnout between Donald Trump's uncontested primary in 2020 and Joe Biden's uncontested primary in 2024, 11.5% is how many more voters Biden turned out in his uncontested primary. That's almost exactly what what Whitmer's turnout over the polling was. Man, it's almost like they've got this turnout operation, polling operation on the other side. I'm sorry. Uh, ballot harvesting operation down to a science, Daniel. And we're in this never this 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 ether right now where we, we we're doing nothing substantive about their ballot harvesting operation. And yet we did nothing for four years to 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 come up with our own. And I use this. I use two sports analogies for the audience. I, I said, hey, when I was a little kid, they stopped calling traveling in the NBA. I suppose you can go out there and tell your team, your players, well, I st- the traveling is still the rule, so don't travel. Well, everybody else is traveling, and they're posterizing them up and down the court by dunking on them because they're taking advantage of the accepted practices. Another one is Major League Baseball. The strike zone technically is still up here. Nobody, No strike above the belt line has been called in Major League Baseball since like 1975, okay? So, again, you can be the manager and tell your players, hey, the strike zone's up here, so make sure to swing at the pitch. All you do is strike out more to the, than the other team and lose more. At some point, we either have to change the accepted practices or engage the accepted practices. And this idea that we can just go cheer, well, paper ballots are nothing. Then if that's what you believe, then you need all the millions of dollars we don't know what happened with Stop the Steal from four years ago. You know? and you, Where's the investment then? It's, this is another issue. Except this one, there's more energy on this issue with our people than any other issue is the election fraud issue. And yet this is another issue where there's just words, 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 and not a damn thing is done. And that's why we keep being told, look at the polls. And then guys like you and I go and look at the result. Look at the results. We're getting our asses kicked over and over and over again. How much longer, brother, till somebody says we should probably maybe do something? You know, Steve, I, I really do think that social media killed the right. It didn't kill the left. Because the left still has their political policy, comms, media, um, and importantly, their electoral 
their legal defense groups. They have them all on the ground doing everything they did. Now, in addition, you have the yappers online. We only have the yappers online. What social media has done is we don't have a continuity of agenda, of objectives, of strategies, whether it's electoral, whether it's policy-wise. So we have this political amnesia that we can't harness any energy that mm -hmm. we create behind a certain initiative to see it through, whether it's dealing with the elections, whether it's – I mean this week, a parallel issue to what you're talking about is you can never get better tailwinds. I hate to say it tragically, but with Lake and Riley's murder and then a slew of other illegal alien crimes falling out within hours of a government funding deadline that we could take it and parlay it into a federal budget fight. We could parlay it into 25 Republican governors uh, engaging in interior enforcement within the states. It's kind of like, OK, it's good talking point. Look at what Biden's doing. And then we move on and then we move on. So nothing ever happens beyond words it's like hanging out in the air there's no foundation and that's how we forget we forget what happened in 2022 like you noted with the dichotomy between the results and the polling and by the way if you're going to do something and lie to me make it within the willing suspense of disbelief so say you know it's kind of on par with trump's 2016 map but what the polls are showing is that this is like 1988, Bush Dukakis. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean, he's going to win. There was just another poll out. I forget which one that he's going to win at Michigan by 10. I mean, if you're going to pick a state, pick a more obscure one that we haven't focused on, not the one that the Democrats just did to us, what DeSantis did to the Democrats in Florida, flipped the chambers for the first time in a, in a decade and won by 10.6 points. There's nothing on the ground that that reflects that that reflects a change in that, a reason that has changed. And yeah, I mean, as far as the, the voting apparatus, look, I warned about that 15 years ago. I wrote a piece that early voting was unconstitutional. We got to stop it. And we didn't. When, and, and back then, you know, we did get control of Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan. We actually had all of them. Nevada, Arizona, we always had uh, back in kind of the Tea Party era. And we did nothing with it, as always. So now you have a scenario where... The left, so there's, there's, in most of those states, there's about 20 to 30 election days. Okay, we can make fun of it, and it's ridiculous, but there's 20 to 30 election days. We compete in one, and they compete in 30. If that doesn't change, we're going to keep getting the same results. And that's before we even talk about the image and messaging problems with suburban voters that they could certainly rectify with the, um, the Lake and Riley story, but of course we're not going to do anything with that. So this is this has been the story of my lifetime, but it's only gotten worse since the Trump movement and worse since social media because it's very profitable. You you go and harness. See see here's the thing: the left utilizes and harnesses talking points in pursuit of fixed objectives. Right. We go and rent an objective. In pursuit Not of talking fixed. points. In pursuit of so, in other words, yeah. I want a talking point, Steve, that we're going to get the black vote. We're you know we, you're more racist than us, so yeah. therefore we rent a policy that's antithetical to everything we stood for 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 decades. That we're going to let like jailbreak, like jailbreak, jail, for example, just let drug dealers out of, of jail, prison. And, yeah.
and then criticize Biden for having been too tough on crime in the 70s, 80s and 90s. You know, like yeah, what the Biden's, hell? Are, Biden's a racist for voting for maybe the last compromise <laughs> two party bill that was good in America. The crime bill good. of 1994. Yeah. Yeah. So so this is the thing. We just gra- latch on to anything or, you know, now I see a bunch of reactionaries on the right in order to. So now it's cool to hate on Israel because Republicans focused too much on giving them money. So we have to reactionary the other way. So now in order to hate the Jews, we have to promote um, some a guy who's the the poster child for what's gone wrong with our military some anarchist who who's put put out anti-jesus comments on his social media for setting himself on fire on behalf of hamas that we need to be sympathetic of that i mean just just reactionary bullcrap and and we're just left with nothing and you know when you get a french revolution you land you come full circle and you just land in the same place. And I, I just I'd be look, Steve, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this. And I know it's going to be harsh for a lot of people. A lot of people are celebrating that McConnell announces he's stepping down at the end of the year, which there was never any doubt that that was going to happen. He physically can't go on now. I called on him to step down in 2009. In fact, my wife, who's a graphic designer, made a political cartoon for a column of mine in 2010, basically suggesting what's the point of the entire Tea Party if we're just going to get Mitch McConnell as majority leader. I I made that comment in 2010, Um, and, and we have a political cartoon to go along with it. Everyone's a big hero now, but in fact, McConnell's a spent force. The, the the problem, I mean, he's long out of touch with even the fake rhetoric of the right, so he was going to go by the wayside. But what they're going to get is a Nancy Mace. I mean, she's not in the Senate, but you get the point. A Nancy Mace, a, um, a Lee Stefanik, a Christy Nome. They are the new Mitch McConnells. In fact, Donald Trump hate to say it he's the new Mitch McConnell and that sounds outlandish but Steve you're you're my witness you remember back then when I wrote the famous storming the castle essay everyone and there's people I can name on cable that are big oh McConnell sucks people who lambasted me I was out on a limb no one could understand what in the world he's an effective uh, leader in the Senate he gets the judicial noms he gets the stuff done he owns the Democrats I, I mean, I was viewed as 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 really off kilter with that. Um, people did not understand the nuance of of what he would do and how he would perfectly deliver us into the left's hands. But back then, his rhetoric was more in line with roughly where people are. So now it's a mirage. Oh yeah, we defeated McConnell. We're making uh, gains. No, we're not. Either you'll get Thune or Cornyn, which are exactly the same, or the Trump people will get Barrasso because he endorsed Trump and Trump endorsed his reelect. He's the same thing, too, but he'll he'll indulge the rhetoric a little bit more. We're playing the same freaking game. To that end, since you brought it up, I just saw this tweet from Congressman Matt Gaetz. We've now 86th McCarthy, McDaniel, McConnell. Better days are ahead for the Republican Party. And replace them with whom? McCarthy was replaced by Mike Johnson, who frankly is a downgrade. I can't believe I've even saying that. He's actually What's a worth downgrade. It? Because here's what the we've thing learned. because he actually messages from our yes. particularly as an evangelical, he messages from my perspective. 
So what I believe is being associated now with Kevin McCarthy, it's actually harder for me to separate my beliefs from the technocratic wing of the Republican Party with Mike Johnson out there talking like Steve Dace and then doing Kevin McCarthy. Okay, we have no idea who's going to replace Ronna Romney McDaniel. It looks like it might be Trump's daughter in law. We have no idea what that even means. And, And McConnell, if they if they had to vote today. Could Marco Rubio even get elected? Someone who's somewhere between us and the corporatist wing? No. It would be Thune, Cornyn, somebody like that would replace Mitch McConnell. The, 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 idea, that- the idea that Rand Paul or Ted Cruz could get the votes, you'd almost have a better chance of getting the votes than either one of those oh, no. two guys. No chance in the world. So it's or not Ron enough Johnson. to just... Yeah, Ron Johnson. No, no, Ron, the guy who does the vaccine stuff, never in a million years. <laughs> All right. So the, the, the I mean... <laughs> We did a power rating of conservative senators a month ago on this show, and we rated John Fetterman 12th, the 12th most conservative senator. Fetterman, okay? So to Matt Gates, if we're just out here getting rid of people and replacing them with the same thing, what was the point? And younger versions so they can be around even longer, what the hell's the point of any of this? It's always a day late and a dollar short. And I say this as probably being the person alive who did the most to get rid of McConnell the earliest. But then when it no longer matters and it's this Nancy Mays shtick, it's the Christy Nome. Christy Nome is the new Mitch McConnell. Okay, Christy Nome is a perfect example that on paper, if you don't follow her shtick, you'd be like, hey, she sounds pretty effective. Like, you know, what's your problem? That was the vibe people got when. We were cha- challenging Mitch McConnell. They had no idea what we were talking about. But then about. when her state and, is ground zero for private property rights, she's MIA and nowhere no, to be found. And, but MIA so, but, and nobody but I, 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 Mitch McConnell walked right by me at CPAC once about 10 years ago, waving an AR-15 in the air. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. And I would rather have that. In other words, everyone's a big hero now. Bush. Bush is terrible. Yeah, but when... When it actually matters, that's the motto of my podcast, the issues that matter in the way they matter at the time they matter. And the reason why I concocted that talking point is because we're really good at focusing on the issues, primaries, races, bills in the way they don't matter at the time they don't matter. And it's all a mirage we've been playing for 40 years that the GOP needs an upgrade to fool the base. So I would actually rather stay with the old establishment that is a little bit more principled in the sense that they're stuck on their old talking points that we could just sideline the Senate altogether. Whereas if you get a Barrasso type of guy, even a Rick Scott, you know, DeSantis had to chuck like 300 of his appointments as governor because they were too liberal. And that's why Scott doesn't like him. Uh, you know, these guys would just play the game more and we would have to indulge Senate Republicans rather than just writing them off. This is negative efficacy, just like the covid shots. Um, and, and it's subversive. And, and this is how it's going to continue going on. You won't be able to criticize these people just like Trump. You know, it's OK if he does the Bud Light. It's OK if he does the covid. It's okay if he does the bad uh, endorsements. And just one more thing on that. McConnell is still getting the last laugh because this cycle, he's getting in two of his guys in red states, Sheehy in Montana and Jim Justice in West Virginia. And guess who's supporting those people against at least formally more conservative challengers? The new Mitch McConnell. So we're in a position we can't even celebrate the end of glitch. No. Good to see you, Daniel, I guess. Thank you. Happy to deliver. (laughs) (laughs) Can we go to a happier topic for just a second on the way out the door? 
We were discussing what to uh, call Aaron's uh, show. Yes. See, I've been thinking about this this entire segment. <laughs> He's like, I was tuned in. Daniel starts. I got to get out. I got to get out right now. Got to get out. I'm going to put myself in the smoker. All right. <laughs> I'm smoking myself tonight for dinner. Yes. Um, Matthew, who didn't give me a last name. I love his suggestion. Ready? Smoke them if you got them. Oh, yeah. No, it's not brand new. It's another serious, double entendre, Steve. but that's an acceptable one. I, you, I like that one. If it's not that I want more work, it's just that I want more smoked meat. If you if you buy a Green Mountain Grill for me, we'll put it out back. I'll chain it to the wall. Now the the problem is we won't be able to do bigger cuts of meat like pork butts or, you know, I guess since you like brisket, we would do that sometime. I'd figure out a way to make it work. Come in on a Sunday night and then leave it on overnight. But hey, if you want to do this, Steve, just smoked meat right out right out in the parking lot there we can do it what do you think Todd I'm hungry that's it did I successfully kill off any further discussion of what Daniel just said for our own mental health Daniel was here was he I don't remember Romans A28 this is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network